I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pop. Every year, the magic happens again. Merry Christmas! It certainly should be. <laughs> Until now. What are you? I'm an elf. An elf? Yes. You mean, like, a fairy? I mean, I'm talking modern methods of production here. I'm talking assembly line. I'm talking way for the future. Now, someone wants to take the magic out of Christmas. We say, bigger, better, it's going to cost. Cost who? Uh, the people who, who buy the toy. Well, nothing. We're going to give them away free. For free? Well, that's how we do it at the North Pole. Well, that's not how we do it here. Santa Claus is finished. I just wanted him to see what a good assistant I could be. Only one man can stop him. Only one man can help us. And he's coming to take you for a sleigh ride in the stars. <laughs> Presents Dudley Moore and John Lithgow. The legend comes to life for the very first time. With all the magic, all the adventure, all the wonder. Santa Claus, the movie. Seeing is believing. Hello and Merry Christmas, everyone. My name is John Rain, and thank you for joining me in the hollowed-out volcano that is Smirchpod HQ for a bumper Christmas feast of Yuletide fun in this Christmas special. We will be delving deeply into Christmas, tackling a different Christmas film with an exciting guest by my side. This episode, we will be tackling a magical trip to the North Pole to meet an old man with a massive bulging sack who comes once a year down your chimney, etc. Yes, it's Santa Claus the movie, and joining me to clean up the mess and explore other blue-related Christmas jokes is comedy writer and performer Nathaniel Tapley, who can be found on Twitter as at Nat. Welcome back, Nat. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to have you again. It's lovely to be had again. You're like another Christmas. No, that would be a bad thing, as this film tells us. Oh, yes, Only so. the one Christmas. Yeah. Christmas has but comes but once a year. It does. So the film opens up. Mm. No expense spared on the open credits, I should <laughs> no. say. You get this, like, miniaturised snowy set. It's beautiful. And it just says, Santa Claus. Yeah, but which we pretty much... No, not even the movie. I think that was added later to make sure that everyone knew they were watching a movie, just in case they were confused yeah. in the cinema. Mm. Is this Santa Claus the musical? <laughs> 
Is this Santa Claus the podcast? Mm. I, I demand my money back. Yes, they left in their droves. They did. This is from the makers of Superman the movie. You can tell by those credits. And Supergirl. And the fact that it's really boring. Yeah, it's really mm. boring. Well, I won't have that, but yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a magical kingdom. In fact, the first hour is just Marlon Brando shouting. Well, this film would benefit from that. It would benefit from almost any change you could make. He'd be a better Santa, wouldn't he? He would. Not Marlon Brando. Crazy elves. Imagine presents Come here, you crazy elf. <laughs> you asked for toys. I'm what are you going to do for me, Godfather? I made you a bike you can't refuse. We're going to do the whole thing like this. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Look what they've done to my toys. Hey, yeah. we got to a pun. We did. That's exciting. I'm pleased about that. Yeah. Um, so we get uh, Magical Kingdom. Right? Yes. We're on our way there. And the song, a really terrible Christmas song that they're setting the scene. This is some sort of timeless parable and have a clearly 1980s child choir singing Every Year We Participate in the Miracle of Christmas. Yeah. Which, as lyrics go, isn't my favourite. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? I Want to Sex You Up is my favourite. Yes. Yeah, not in this, though. Not in this. The soundtrack's by Henry Mancini, or Mancini, oh, okay. however you want to pronounce it. I'll go with the first. Yeah, I would. Um, so we get loads of kids sitting around, talking about how they're bored, and then Santa turns up. But he's not Santa at no, this point. he's not point. Santa, he's Claus. He's just Claus. Just Klaus? Yeah, Klaus. And uh, he's American. He is American. And everyone else in that scene is not American. No. It jars somewhat. It's like it was filmed here. It's almost like that. Yeah, and they start talking about Vendigums. Yes. Is this a real thing that they've researched and there's a backstory for? I mean, I know my job is pretty much just to do some research on this, but I couldn't even open Wikipedia and type in Vendigum. Well, I actually went to Wikipedia and it didn't actually have any kind of like link to Vendigums. Well, in which case they don't exist Mm. because Wikipedia is the fount of all knowledge. I kept thinking vending machines. (laughs) That's what's coming. Shh, the vending machines are coming. Is he here yet? Yeah, he's in the the suites. In the hall. Just by the coat machine. Yeah. I have to uh, give him a slap. Oh, also, there's a lamb in this scene. Yeah. There's a little girl holding a lamb, and I'm not sure that you get lambs at Christmas. I think they're born in the spring. So by mm. the time it's Christmas, they're sheep, mm. aren't they? They're mm. all, they aren't lambs anymore. No. So she's actually holding a dwarf sheep, a dwarf which is a much sadder sheep. thing to think about. A dweep. <laughs> No, it's not sad. No, we it's call funny. them little sheep if you don't mind. Sorry, little little sheep. So yeah, the sleigh arrives with Uncle Klaus. Yeah, the big Lebowski. He talks about how he makes time for the kids because it gives him pleasure. He makes time. Gives him pleasure. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's got to take the other kids some toys as well. He, he's the giver of all toys. Yeah, and he says ho 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 a lot. He does say ho ho ho. They're really yeah. setting it up for. In, in some ways, it's like the job was made for him. This is the kind of, it makes me laugh this film because it's the kind of film they'd make now it's an origin story yeah precisely it's in, an origin story and it's sort of a weird sexy retelling it looks like a sexy retelling of the origins of some fairy tale yeah. like in the company of wolves but with pure Angela Lansbury's and werewolves Jack Nicholson's come and shoot his mother in front of him <laughs> and then later on turn out to be the head of that BC again Toys. would be a thing that would improve this film give him some sort of you know Thing. Yeah. Anyway. If we just listed things that would improve this film, though, we it would be a long time. <laughs> so he, uh, he says he's going to take other toys to the kids, but there's a blizzard coming, mm. and then they're going along, and he's ignoring all advice. He's got, yes. he's got to get these kids their toys, which, by the way, he never delivers. No, so he that doesn't Christmas, deliver that, That's anything. ruined. He's ruined yes. that one. Plus, I've got a theory about this. Mm. That they get caught in the blizzard. Yeah. The exciting reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> which look amazing. They do not look amazing. They do not. They we were just like, talking about this off air, yeah. but I remember. I seem to remember, and we both remember this. I remember this. Yeah, this. there was a lot of fuss at the time about how good these reindeer. Look. Amazing reindeer! They, okay. You will not believe reindeer can fly or blink <laughs> or move their legs in a kind of mechanical or, way or express displeasure by covering their eyes with their ears. It doesn't help the noise they make. It's kind of like a. Oh, <laughs> dying. That's the sound of Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're very happy. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, the, the reindeer pass out. Yeah, cold. It's a bit like the thing at this point. I was getting very excited. Yes. I thought maybe actually Klaus is the carrier mm. of whatever alien <laughs> he's taking round to all the. And his wife from keeping up appearances. Yes, from keeping up appearances. Turn around and his head is like open in half, and the tentacles <laughs> spreading out. <laughs> I also thought it was quite bold to open with essentially the death of Father Christmas. He, he like the opening scene is they he freeze died, to he? death. Yes. And I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be good. They're going to come back at the end and show that all of this was the dream of a dying man yes. who didn't have kids. That was my theory. And it's going to wrap it up. Well, we'll, we'll leave you hanging as to whether it does happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It doesn't because happen. Because he gets awoken. They are then awoken by a Christmas tree display full of elves and Dudley Moore. I noticed at this point it just says, if you like fake reindeer, this is the film for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of another film with fake reindeer as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> or fake reindeer, actually. No, I think that's that jingle all the way. Have fake reindeer. Yeah, it's got a fake Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. <laughs> it's got Sinbad in. Yeah, not the traveller. No. no, no, the comedian. Though I prefer it if it was the traveller. Um, Do you know? Have you heard this imaginary film that everyone remembers with Sinbad in that never oh, really the, existed? The Shazam. Shazam, which it's is weird. Shaquille O'Neal, isn't it? It is Shaquille O'Neal, and it's called something else as well. Anyway, let's not talk about better films. No. Is that a better film? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I quite. I see. I think if you're going to do a film of Father Christmas, it could be worse than this. Mm. And I remember loving it when I was about eight or nine. And it came out. Well, we would be the same age. So yeah, eight. It sort of ticked all the boxes. It's got elves. It's got toys. It's got yeah. flying bits, Definitely and it's more. got an evil capitalist. And that was all I was looking for at the age of eight in a film. And uh, Lofty from Getting <laughs> Our Hot Mum. Yes. And Gloria. And the elves are a panoply of. Short character actors, so you'll have seen another Don Estelle, Melvin Hayes, Mike from the Young Ones. Mike from the Young Ones. He gets no lines. No, none. He just gets a nod. He looks mm. like a simpleton in this. He's he supposed to. I don't know. I wonder if he looks like that in real life. Yeah. The elves are good because you can spend the whole time spotting people who should have lines but don't. Yeah. Well, including um, Abigail's husband from Abigail's party. He's yes. Got a lot of lines. I've forgotten his name. Me too. Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. Who died at the end of Abigail's party, presumably, and has gone to heaven to be an elf. <laughs> That's right. Maybe it's all just dead people. So Melvin yeah. Hayes dies in his eight elf hot mum. Yeah. Because it was hot. Uh, Klaus is just dead. Yeah. And Dudley Moore actually wasn't having a lot of fun on that beach running along it. He was dying. He was dying. Sad to think that each of Dudley Moore's films might just be a fantasy of the dying Dudley Moore. Yeah. It's quite sad now. Yeah, I've sort mood. of brought down the mood a lot. And then Anya, Anya, his wife, who's played by the Keeping Up Appearances woman. Judy Cornwell? Judy Cornwell, thank you. I thought you said she's going well. <laughs> yeah, she's going well. She's, she's all right. right. Yeah. Uh, she pinches Klaus to check he's not dreaming. Yes, and he isn't dreaming. He is dead, though. He is dead, as we've yeah. established. Santa Claus is dead. Yes. That's the big takeaway from this film. And then we're showing the workshop, which presumably now makes Xboxes and sex robots. <laughs> <laughs> if I have anything to do with it, it will. Or is that the whole Did point? Did someone leave Nat in charge of the factory that made toys? <laughs> is that the whole point of this film, though? They're trying to say that kids only really want simple toys and it's the meaning of Christmas that matters more. I think it's a quite mixed message, this yeah. film, because it appears to have a large anti-capitalist point that you mm. can't commercialise Christmas, it has to be simple. At the same time, there is at least a one-minute scene simply set in a McDonald's to yeah. advertise McDonald's. And Coke. And Coke, yeah. yeah. They, they leave a, a, a small tray of food out for a starving boy mm-hmm. with a Coke. Yeah. The holidays so are worked. coming. Yeah. The holidays are coming. I feel like a McDonald's. Yeah, and a Coke. Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're now being told they're going to live there forever. Yes. Now, this is horrifying, isn't yeah. it? It's also because they've got eternal life, the elves, and they've been waiting for him to arrive. Yeah. So what have they been doing up to now? Just waiting, Just, which is why Burgess Meredith looks so old. He's got a long beard. And Yeah, and it's weird to see the penguin coming out and not have him be the penguin. Yeah, someone rid me of this meddlesome claws. <laughs> <laughs> he needs two men to be employed permanently to carry his beard. 
<laughs> That's a good job, though, isn't it? Uh, do they sometimes think when he's asleep, should we tell him? You can buy like these metal things now that scrape along cl- your face. Maybe Claws hasn't made them yet. No. Maybe Patch hasn't come up with the idea yet. Patch's ideas. Whoa. They're good. They are good ideas. One of his ideas was One of my notes here says, Patch is better than everyone else. By far. So essentially they've kidnapped Claws and his yeah. wife and yeah. tell them they can't ever leave. And we watch Stockholm Syndrome set in as they tell them, you have to prepare for Christmas. Or what, they call it something, they don't call it Christmas though. They call it Season's Greetings. Season's Greetings. Yeah. That's right. And you look around and you go, this must have been a real boon for any actor under five foot four oh, yeah. in 1984. Yeah. Do you reckon this went through Spotlight? Yep. And if you could see the, only the top of someone's head in the photo, that would get him in. But no little people. No. Because they just had Return of the Jedi and they were having some time off. <laughs> Although probably doing Legend, weren't they? Yeah. Legend had little people in it. Lots of them. Yeah. It was great days. 85 was a good time for short people. Yeah. Um, so Santa can't sleep. They've yeah. given him like a nightcap to wear. They have. And then there's good. a sort of weird sexy scene behind a door. And weird. she's like, I don't feel like sleeping, Klaus. And yeah. he's like, oh, neither do I. And he says something like, oh, this won't take long. And then he emerges yeah. and immediately goes to talk to reindeer. Well, Dudley Moore's alone with the reindeer. Never um, leave Dudley Moore alone with anything. He says, I do all my other work here. <laughs> Which I'm assuming means bumming reindeer. Bumming reindeer. <laughs> do you think that is on his, list, his task list yeah. for the day? Invent something that will ruin factory, bum a reindeer, sleep. Yeah. I want to know, at this point, I've written down, because they wake up the next morning, there's a bit of a montage, all the elves waking up and happily going to their work mm. to make toys. Now, what's their incentive to do this? The unending misery which they have to endure if they don't do it, Who's... waiting for no one to arrive. Presumably they make toys every year, then burn them, because there's no one to deliver them. Yes. They, yeah. they, every year they fashion toys, and then the ancient elf comes and kicks them into the fire. <laughs> That's the only logical explanation it for is, what's going on here. You need something there to say, well, if we don't make toys, then we will die or something yes. like that. Because if I was them and I woke up one morning, I'd think, oh, I can't be I asked, can't be eh? making toys, I'll just stay in bed. Yeah, I'll just do a podcast. There must be some, <laughs> there must be some of them suffering from depression. Like, I imagine most of especially if they've got seasonal affective disorder, mm. they are in real trouble because they're in yeah. a place where there is no light at any point. No. Maybe they've all got those blue lamps in their cots. Yeah. Every actor in this is so short they can be put in a cot. They probably can. Do you reckon that was the casting? You went into the room and they put you in a cot and went, mm, too big. Yeah. People were sawing off their feet to try and get into Santa Claus the movie. It's terrible. Yeah. It really is. Like um, Richard Keel. Livid. <laughs> he wanted to be an elf. <laughs> he do with being a lamppost. So they're making toys to jaunty music. Yes. And then suddenly the big light arrives. And it rains down cocaine. And they all start dancing. <laughs> they all start dancing and, and flying. There, there is a very big drug... It's not even hidden, the drug <laughs> metaphor. Here. Really Especially when they give it to the reindeer. Sticks his nose in and goes all Scarface. And suddenly... And then f- literally And then flies. literally flies. Yeah. It's like train spotting. It is. And then they, they make Santa a suit, but it's green. Yes, it's the wrong suit. And then he's like, oh, I, I, I don't I, think I like green. Yes, I like goes, the colours of the... Coke company better. Mm. Uh, and so Mrs. Claus is the only wo- Anya, Anya is the only woman there. Yeah. But she starts cooking for them immediately. Yeah. Mm. It's like, how have they fed themselves for the eons they've lived? Eating each other. <laughs> oh, I've got a bad leg. Eat him! <laughs> Quickly! They fall on him and devour every part. It'd be good if there was a scene where they just turned around suddenly and had claws and really sharp teeth. No, well, not, not Santa Claus. But... No. But Vendigam, I can imagine, probably do. There's probably a dark side to that tale. It's very adventure timey, isn't it? It is. It needs, it needs some of this humour. It needs more of that. Well, unless I'm the one called Puffy. Yeah. Imagine having to say that imagine for real. Yeah. I'm the one called Puffy. <laughs> is it because you're a cunt? Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> 
And uh, it's very Twin Peaks, the design of this, where they're living. Uh, which, and with so many little people wandering around, it's very Twin Peaks. You better if one of them come up and start saying, I am perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's time to take more cocaine. <laughs> the, <laughs> elf, <laughs> the elf pope has arrived. <laughs> take it off of my tits, he says. <laughs> Um, the, the weird bit about the elf pope is he tells him he says I'll never be yes. able to deliver all those toys <laughs> well he gets carried in like an elf pope mm. and I imagine he's infallible and that his touch cures scrofula but he says to him I'll never be able to deliver all these toys in time yeah. to which elf pope responds the night of the world is an endless passage of night for you until your task is done that sounds horrifying like night will never end mm. until you have so presumably he's experiencing time in real time yeah. and he is delivering toys to a couple of billion people if he goes at 20 miles an hour on that sleigh even getting around the world is going to be I don't know how long the world is it must, he must experience about a year and a half I would imagine at least in that night yeah. without sleep just doing that and that, that isn't a gift for anyone. It really isn't. It's I wouldn't be surprised if he got back from it and just killed it, just hanged himself. Yeah, hang himself. Yeah. Or from one of those wooden ducks. <laughs> they find him swinging there. Time to get another chosen one. He strangled Puffy and hung himself. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, uh, so, but, so essentially this film is horrifying. Well, no, the lesson is, don't be nice. Otherwise don't be nice, be otherwise you're going to be kidnapped by unkillable creatures who will keep you captive mm. and force you to do their bidding in an endless night. Yeah, it's horrible. So, yeah, Burgess Meredith talks about the prophecy. You have to have prophecies. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, where's he been up to this point? And he never appears again. No. What does he do during the day? Wanking. <laughs> well, the two people holding his beard look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Is he at it again? No. Is peripher- he finished? <laughs> Stay out of my peripheral vision. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, he says to him, you know, from this day on, now and forever. Now and forever. Your name is Santa Claus. And I said, fuck that, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually Claus, it's fine. <laughs> so the reindeer are then fed cocaine, as we discussed, and they yeah. fly away. One reindeer is scared of heights. Mm. So Santa tells him, don't worry, he's only just started doing this, how does yeah. he know? Yeah, no, precisely. It's only flying. <laughs> flying, yeah. he says, as if he's just realised the ridiculousness of his situation at that point. Yeah. At the point where he's consoling a frightened reindeer rather than the point where he's trying to induce it to fly in the first place. It'd be place. good if it cut at that scene exactly to show his dead body being pulled away <laughs> by a company of wolves <laughs> to a cave. As they pull out his entrails. <laughs> Don't worry, it's only flying. <laughs> oh dear, uh, his wife's eyes being picked out by an eagle. By a cr- <laughs> Or a Christmas crow. <laughs> Christmas eagle. <laughs> it's the there. Christmas eagle. It comes, it comes. Everyone outside. It comes, ah! it comes to your eyes. <laughs> oh dear. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> there's then a, a montage through yeah. the centuries. Through the centuries. Which is, I thought that was, there's a terrifying hourglass. Mm-hmm. Some cat abuse. Yeah, big time cat abuse. <laughs> big time cat abuse. <laughs> And you see, later in the film, they make quite a point of the fact that he only delivers presents to children who write him letters. Yeah. And at this, they make the point, that, oh, children are le- becoming literate. That's good. So now they can write you letters and ask for things. Yeah. But what does that mean for illiterate children nowadays? They get nothing. They get nothing. They get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let those kids get nothing. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 then they come up with the idea, I think Dudley Moore suggests it, that they should be make a list for nice kids. And no, I think it's the uh, it's uh, the oldest one who isn't the ancient elf. Oh yes, you're right. Yeah, because yes, this boy has been abusing a cat, mm. and his sister has said uh, he's abusing this cat. Mm. 
And I quite liked Santa Claus's initial impulse here, which was that he's not there to be an arbiter yeah. of good or bad. Yeah. He's simply a giver of gifts. Mm. But the film comes down very heavily on the side that he should definitely be the moral judge of everything that happens in the world. And then he says, OK, make a list and be sure, because I'm going to check it twice. Yeah, he gets that in there. Good man. Also, um, I don't think that's feasible. I mean, really, no. what, there must be a couple of billion, billion children in the world. Checking it once is going to take enough time. And then he laughs every time he says something. <laughs> <laughs> Except when he hears that they've written a poem about him where yeah. he gets very cross. He's very cross. Buffy's got cancer. You're fat. Oh. Yeah, that's really upset. Um, and then um, they get this song, Thank You, Santa. Thank you, Santa. Which is about as good as that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that, I'd much rather listen to that you doing that. Than... Thanks. Thanks, Santa. Which I've put here is a 1983 entry from Bulgaria in Eurovision. <laughs> it's really bad. It's uh, terrible. And then I just went, I wrote down here, fuck me, Donostella is one of the elves. Yeah, Donostella is one of the elves. You don't see him much as well. Apparently he had lines with all cut out. Were they? Oh, hello, reckon, Santa. How can you do an elf line badly? Donostella. Donostella, <laughs> let's ask Don. Is he still going? No. Oh. Very dead. As dead as Santa Claus in that cave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then Santa gets fat-shamed by a yeah, song. He does get fat-shamed by a song. And we have the comedy set piece where he goes on a diet for a bit. And so, then he realises, because he's so overworked, he's going to need an assistant. So he decides the best way to do this point. is to hold uh, a competition. Competition. Now, I think so we, what we haven't explained about Patch is perhaps his defining character feature, which mm. is instead of saying the word self, okay. he says the word elf. Mm-hmm. So mm. things become elfish... Elf possession, elf, uh, elf confidence. Yeah. Uh, in his first scene, he does three elf puns, uh, including responding to things which aren't addressed at him, and he has no business just so he can get in a "you need more elf confidence" mm. line. I did count the number of times he does that in the film. It's lots. I've written down here that he definitely elf harms. <laughs> Do you think he elf pleasures? I think he elf pleasures. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
So um, yeah. we have a competition. Puffy is slow uh, but unconsidered. Yes, uh, he's consistent. He's entirely in tune with the way they've been doing things for the many centuries they were doing them on their own without a chosen one. Why they didn't just build up a backlog of toys then? You mm. know, if I were Santa Claus, my first thing would be sit down and go, right, where are the toys you did last year that I haven't delivered? Yeah. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. You've not. Oh, you haven't done any. Mm. We're starting again from now. You need some elf respect. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we should also say we come to see the orphan Joe. Yes. Who's hiding from the police. I mean, he's, yes. he's obviously a, a troublemaker. A, an maybe. urchin. Urchin, exactly. It's definitely an urchin. And he sees the little girl at the, the window. Yes, the girl through the window. Chlorine or something? <laughs> that, that, let's call her that. Yeah, let's call her chlorine. He sees her at the window, and uh, she's got a nanny-type person. Who's yes. very, I'm English, doing an American accent yep. lady. She's good, but she's only there to, to function as the way we can have a reveal later on, mm. as far as I can tell. Yeah. And then... Uh, Joe sees a drunk Santa stealing yeah. money. Yeah, drunk homeless Santa stealing money. Yeah, what a fucking asshole. Dick. And then we go back to the auditions for the assistant's job. So yes. Patch has ideas for making machines. I mean, it's automating the process sounds like that's a no-brainer, really. Um, I, I'm with Patch on this one so far. Patch's machine goes too fast and cuts yeah. corners. If anything, it uh, this film tells us not to be inventive or to try and think how the world could be in any way better, yeah. but to accept the way things have always been done. Yes. But he wins the assistant's job. Because he'd made more toys. But they were shoddy toys. They were, shoddy. they were. Oh, and then we get to see all the children's toys falling apart on Boxing Day. Yeah. That was, that was a nice bit. Oh, and we also get the orphan going to the McDonald's window and looking in. Yes, for a full minute, staring into McDonald's window in essentially what is just an advert for McDonald's as he looks at all the faces that are happy and eat food. And we keep cutting back to full-frame McDonald's. And as we said before, he then gets given some Coke and some leftover food by the rich girl called Chlorine. Yeah, Chlorine gives him... And then Santa visits the orphan... At Santa's the fire the, barrel, Joe. I seem to I seem to remember at this point when I originally watched it at eight, thinking, mm. oh, I wish I were an orphan. Mm. Orphans get all the good stuff, do, like adventures it? and meeting Santa Claus. Okay. I just have to go to school. Yeah, I got to go to school and, and and wait till Christmas Day for my gifts, and they probably fell apart. To be fair, but I want yeah. fingerless gloves. <laughs> yeah, but Santa acts like he ne- Santa acts like he's never seen a homeless person. No, before. he does has no idea of the concept of homelessness. He's been here for centuries, and, but he doesn't make then think. Oh, that means there are loads of kids who I'm not giving toys to because they don't mm. have chimneys or mm. houses. No, need to reassess the whole thing. Oh my goodness, I've been going about this wrong for centuries. But he just sort of takes it all in stride. He just and, focuses on this one child. Yeah, as long as I have him a present, I'm yeah. okay. Well, he makes him a creepy present later, but we'll get yeah. there. Um, so he takes the kid for a ride in his sleigh, yeah. and they try and do the Super Duper Looper. Super Duper Looper, uh, which is a, a, a manoeuvre in which the reindeer have to loop the loop, essentially. Yeah. And the one that doesn't like flying just won't do it. He's not no. pulling his weight, and unless all eight are pulling in the same direction, it can't be done. No, you're right. Rudolph, by the way, does not appear in this film. Yeah, I was wondering about that. And Why? Like, because he apparently he would just dilute from the story. Maybe better. he was there, yeah. and they wrote it and had sort of a side story about other reindeer laughing at him, but they couldn't make the reindeer laugh because they're rubbish reindeer models. It'd be better if the ending turned out that Joe had accidentally uh, fallen into a machine that moulded him <laughs> with a reindeer, yeah. and he came out the other side of this mutated creature <laughs> with a red nose. Oh, Joe, you're my new reindeer. You can lead the sleigh because you're so hideous. You will clear the way for us. Yeah. Fly, Rudolph, Joe. Much better ending than ooh, the one we ooh. actually get. He drops off Joe. But saying, I've got to go, I've got a job to do. You're like... No, you, you don't. You have an endless, endless night, night until your job is done. Surely he should have killed Joe after this. Yeah, because... because Joe knows the secret. <clears throat> yeah, he's seen too much. I'll be watching you, Joe. <laughs> I have eyes everywhere. <laughs> I know when you've been good or bad. So be good. For goodness sake. 
Uh, so the rich girl Cornelia is her name. Sorry. Cornelia. She catches Joan and Santa putting presents in her living room. She does. <laughs> which sounds worse. It does. When I say it like does. That. Yep. You can't Ooh, say it in a non lascivious way. Uh, and then Santa fucks off. He says, "I've got to go." And you leaves. stay in this house. I've just brought a homeless person into our house, and now I'm leaving them. They're, your, they're <laughs> under your care broken now. Broken in. I'm going to leave you here to be arrested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bye. Also, he can move by twinkling and disappearing, which yeah. it would solve the climax of the film. We'll get there. It, but if you can twinkle and transport yourself, the, you, the distance you are from something isn't a problem. It isn't, is it? No. So then we get the montage of Patch's toys all breaking. Yeah, Patch's Santa's toys. very sad because they're all getting returned, and they've never had returns. They've never had returns. They're like M&S. They are. Or is it John Lewis? I don't know. One of the two. Somewhere I can't afford to shop. Exactly. And then so Patch decides to quit. But, but this is, this, I think this is a really weird piece of motivation. It doesn't really... We don't build up to him quitting. He seems quite resigned to handing over his apron, which is the only mark of his office. Yeah, he said it never really fit him anyway. Or something. Yeah. So you go, oh, he's accepted that. He's moved oh, red on. isn't my colour. Red isn't my colour. Even though he picked it early. Yeah. So he's a lying cunt. So yeah, he could, and he hugs the pretend reindeers who cry. I think they're crying. They're crying real tears. Water leaks out of their eyes. Well, that might be the breaking slightly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. The fluid that moves their eyeballs yeah. leaks. And they're like, uh, and then we come to the best bit. Oh, this is the bit where I've got the note. I hate these fucking reindeer. I hope they rust in hell. Rust in hell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, they probably because imagine there, there is a warehouse somewhere with those reindeer sitting, clanking, doing better performances than they ever did in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Exposed to the elements. Then we get John Lithgow's... Which is... Uh, that, suddenly it goes brilliant, the film. You go, oh, John Lithgow's here. Yeah. Winston Churchill's arrived. Yeah. Oh, now it's kicking off. He understands what he's in, and he's playing it to the full. He's doing it brilliantly. He goes, oh, for every word. Yep. It's just great. And we, we see the toys that he's been brought up in this Washington hearing about, and they're mm. amazing. One, a doll that bursts into flames, <laughs> yeah. right? And a if panda. they'd marketed it as that, yeah. then they would have been fine. And they're like, look at this panda bear, and they pull the it's head of it, and broken glass it's falls out. Of nails. And nails. Yeah. It's, and I think nails are more expensive than sawdust. Yeah. Generally, because yeah. sawdust is a byproduct of another process. Yeah. If you're taking time out to go and purchase sharp items to insert into toys, you may want to reconsider your life choices. It's amazing, though. Amazing that's in this film. How much are we spending on nails? <laughs> Too much. Find cheaper sharp objects. Um, so then within a minute, he's talking about commies. Yes. In a children's film. <laughs> yeah. Damn commies. Damn commies! Yeah, he's hamming it up like crazy. It's brilliant. It's amazing. And then Santa finds out that Patch has quit. Patch has gone. And um, then we see Patch hanging around in the streets yeah, of New, of New York. York. For somebody he's gone to New York. Again, he just appears there. He just appears there. Doesn't really... How has he chosen New York? They've not set up... Like, if there were a map on the wall and they'd had some discussion, like, I'll never get around New York. That's full of so many people. That's where they get the cocaine from. Yep, that's where yeah. you get horse cocaine from. <laughs> Um, so he sees in the window the BZ yeah, toys. BZ toys. And they're all being withdrawn, but he thinks that that means they're selling very well. Because mm. he's a twat. <laughs> he's such an idiot. Isn't this the point as well around here where Santa says he's never seen a... T- oh, no, Patch says he's never seen a television before. Yes, that's right. But they have one very they shortly one after. Later like, on. In literally two months' time, they've got one in the North Pole. Yeah. They watch Patch on. He's full of shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he goes to see John Lithgow in his office. B- uh, BZ is called, isn't he? BZ. And uh, he visits John Lithgow, who obviously will think that he's having some sort of stroke because the yeah, small man the keeps small... appearing and disappearing around his office. And he does a gay joke. Does he? Doesn't he say uh, something about puce or lavender? Oh, he does. I seem yeah. to remember, and you go, that's not really. Yeah, the bloke says it, his assistant. He says, What's your yeah. favourite colour? He says, I like puce. And he goes, Lavender. And he says, Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah, you shouldn't like those colours because only commies do. <laughs> so Patch wants a toy factory to himself. And yes, and he fires everyone else. Yeah. He bets the whole company on Patch being able to produce all the toys. To be fair, the company's going down the toilet. That's he's true. selling toys with glass and nails in them. <laughs> 
such an easily fixed business plan. It really is. It's like an episode of The Apprentice. I told you to go and make some toys. <laughs> you brought me nails and took like that. He it was a that. bloody disgrace. <laughs> no, let me talk. Claude said to camera. <laughs> They've made a panda, but it's got nails and glass. It, it was full of nails. It's a bloody awful disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at your business plan. It's a bloody disgrace. Uh, so yeah, oh, no one talks like that to BZ. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary is in every scene, hanging now. around in the background, with just two guys holding his beard, <laughs> looking the other way as he gently fiddles with himself. <laughs> so we made this film. Much <laughs> this is all we need. Claude Littner yeah, would solve this film. He'd solve everything. Yeah, he's a very clever man. He's very clever. Allegedly, man. Uh, and then this is when he starts talking about how he's got a toy factory. They want all the TV channels. Yeah, and he says to, to clean up his publishing public mm. image, give away the free toys. And then he starts talking about Elf Taught. Yes, I'm Elf Taught. I'm elf taught. So I've written eleven the, times. Yeah. There are eleven elf puns in this film, and oh. each one of them is a fucking disaster. Forced. So then Patch does an elf. Sorry, he does an advert. Oh, oh this is his. the point where my notes get very sketchy because I was drinking brandy while watching it, and That's so this is, which is the only way to watch this film. It's a good move. Uh, um, I've written here that Santa is making a portrait for Joe of Patch. Of Patch. And I've put an elf portrait. Hey! <laughs> does he not use that one in later uh, on when Patch yeah. finds the oh, toy? He might. Uh, if you did, you I thought it. of it there though. That's I didn't fine. think you thought of it before point. you heard it later. So Patch does an advert, and Cornelia's uncle, which looks amazing, by the way. The, the advert looks really good. Lollipops, yeah, that make you fly because they're full the, of that. That make you fly. <laughs> cocaine yeah. lollipops that make you fly. Yeah, for free. For free. And then we find out that Cornelia's uncle is. This is the big reveal. BZ. And he spins around in his chair, clearly loving every minute of it, going, I'm in, Cornelia! He's a bit, bit penguiny as well. He is. He's got a, isn't he got a... He has, I imagine the cigarette holder, but he's got spats on. He's got a cigar in most of the time. Yeah. He talks like that for a hundred miles. And spats, because businessmen... Maybe he's BZ Cobblepot. Because he is BZ Cobblepot. Businessmen in the mid-80s wore spats. A lot of spats. Yeah. There's one thing, as they plummeted past your window, you sort of noticed the spats. That bit. We have to get to that later. <laughs> Fuck me, is that badly done? <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, so we meet BZ. We've already met him, but we've, yeah. we now find out he's related to Cornelia. And we assume she's an orphan as well, I guess. We assume so, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you must do. So Santa sees the advert on the telly, they haven't got the line. The telly, part. yeah. <laughs> Maybe this. Now Patch is gone, we can get one. He always objected to Sky because he doesn't like Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, he does the advert, yeah. and then Patch makes Homer's car, effectively. Yes. And then flies <laughs> off. But again, that's amazing. It's got, like, little toy drums for lights. Yeah. You go, that is better than a sleigh. And it's got a pair of tits at the front. <laughs> and Dudley Moore inside. <laughs> it got spinning black and white tits at the spinning front. Spinning black and white tits. Which would distract anybody. They would. And he flies off in his car, delivering all the lollipops. Now, he doesn't have the special time thing that... It's only Claus no. who gets an endless night yeah. to deliver all the toys in. Yeah, you're right. So he, how's he doing it? It's flawed, yeah. Amazon Prime, probably. Probably. <laughs> so then uh, Santa appears to Joe again, which again sounds terrible. Yes, stop he, revealing yourself to Joe. Stop revealing yourself to And he says, he tells Joe that I'm your pal for life, which again, I would no, it's... Imagine being 40 with a family and him appearing in the living room. Hi, <laughs> <Hey>, Joe! <laughs> I told you, stop coming round. <laughs> oh, is that your wife? Have you lost the fear of Christmas, Joe? My wife sure is pretty. Will you stop humping my wife? <laughs> it won't take a minute, Joe. <laughs> oh, dear. This has really gone beyond a joke. He gives Joe his carving of Patch as a present. He does. I mean, that's like giving your 
new girlfriend a picture of your ex-girlfriend. Yes, yeah. This is not the way it works. Hi, Joe, I'm grooming you. <laughs> he grew up nice. You're going to be my new patch. Hi, Joe. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, and then um, Patch's lollipop makes people fly. It does, it makes people fly. Which is the, uh, the dream of people who make drugs-related cartoons and newspapers. Yes. I've like... just had some cocaine, I'm going to fly now. <laughs> and a, a little boy flies up and takes a cookie out of a cookie jar on top of the fridge. Yep, so it's encouraging theft. And his mum looks around and doesn't seem that, like, disturbed. No, by any of it. it. She takes it all in stride. What's he doing? Oh, he's flying again. Very twin pigs. Yeah. If the boy turned around and went... Pretty much better. So BZ wants Patch to make more. More. And then he stands up and goes, Christmas 2! Christmas 2! Which is a brilliant idea. Like the song says, I wish it could be Christmas every day. So Santa feels basically now... Now we get the uh, Joseph Campbell Heroes of Ben. Yes. Because now Santa thinks that Christmas is shit. Christmas is shit, though. He's, like, really depressed. Because no one cares... No one cares enough. This is what it must have felt like when they finished a lower low. (laughs) I've written here because no one's got their heart in Christmas anymore. Yeah. They're just going through the motions. Now Patch makes candy canes that explode. For Christmas too. Oh, yeah, I've written that make people's testicles and tits explode, (laughs) presumably. I mean, I did wonder what's going to go wrong with these ones. Yeah. Are they going to fly too much? But it's just, don't store them near a radiator. I'm actually with BZ on this because later he says, well, people shouldn't be stupid enough to have radiators then. And I'm like, well, yeah, fair enough. Just put a sticker on it saying don't store near a radiator. Yeah. It will explode. Yeah. There are lots of things I have in my house that would explode if you heated them to a point where they exploded. Batteries. Batteries. Phones. Yeah. Most of my children, I imagine. Vaping devices. Vaping devices. They go off all the time. Yeah. We're playing with fire, even being here. It is. And then Puffy, yeah. much like a husband who's trying to rekindle a marriage, comes over to Santa <laughs> with a doll. He's he made does. Do you like my doll? And he's like, no, not really. No. We didn't. He didn't have enough of a black hole to descend into here. I think I would have liked to see Santa smashing up the factory, drinking whiskey from a bottle, mm. shouting, "I fucking hate elves." Vendi bum more like, ho ho, this. Yeah, he's falling into the fire. He starts into the fire. You go, elf boy. <laughs> Just lights the end of the ancient elf's beard and watches it crawl to his face, yeah. going, "This is what endless night feels like, you bastard." <laughs> Better. Better. Better descent into depression. Yeah. Instead, he just says, can it fly? <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, cool. No. He should say, I'm going to stop calling you puffy, you prick. <laughs> You're not even particularly puffy. No. So, Joe and Cornelia, they're, they're in the basement. He crawls in through a window, doesn't he, first? Oh, because he's, really cold, so he's, he's really cold. He's really cold. stay in my basement. He has a temperature. That's right. He has a temperature. Poorly. 99. So she gives him some more Coke and hopes <laughs> that works. I've got some McDonald's and a Coke. That'll fix you right up. Yeah, and he goes to the basement and then they overhear BZ. Yeah. Well, BZ's friend comes to tell him, well, his friend, his assistant yeah, comes to tell him assistant his going to blow up. And he's, okay. Well, I think this bit, this is really weird because it seems like they have moved a bit of the film to a place where it doesn't work. Mm. In that the boy and the girl are listening together and they overhear them saying, Santa Claus is finished! Yeah. And that's what... Um, uh, then they cough or something. He chases them down to the Jesus. basement. And he chases them down to the basement. And they, they take the boy away. Mm. And because he heard Santa Claus is finished, which is all they've said so far, they take him and tie him to a pipe in a factory. He says, put this kid on ice. Which seems he wants him killed, but mm. he doesn't yet know that the factory is explosive. Because then, that's when he says they have the conversation about uh, the fact that the candy's explosive with mm. only the girl listening yeah and so none of the he wouldn't have known anything he has no knowledge there's no need to kill him just kick him out he's that's got a right. temperature he's probably going to perish in the cold anyway that's right it doesn't make it doesn't sense, make sense. Uh, so, who yeah. would have thought a film about a flying man distributing gifts wouldn't make sense John yeah, well you wouldn't would you no but I've just thought BZ clearly should be making weapons and not toys yeah he'd be, he'd be happier 
Because if you made a panda with glass and nails in it and gave it to a, a terrorist, <laughs> everyone would. Th- everyone would think you're yeah, done a good you're job. amazing. If you've made candy canes that explode and exported them to the Taliban, yeah, just drop them on ISIS. Yeah, put this kid on ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> so they intend to let toys blow up and let Patch take the blame. That's their yes. plan. Yes, Patch goes to bed reading an elf help book. He does. They're even doing it written down now. Yeah, and then Cornelia sends a letter to Santa asking yeah. for help. And of course, because it's a letter, it magically flies magically flies up the chimney and flies to him. And Santa's like, "We gotta go," and she said, "Oh, but it's January." Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, the, the reindeer can only fly once a year with yeah. their magic drugs. And two of them, we give them it. any more. I think he's risking overdosing some of them here. He just keeps on feeding them drugs. It'd be like that girl in Boogie Nights. Him, I imagine Santa yeah. carrying a reindeer <laughs> in his arms with a nose bleeding. <laughs> help! Help! I've killed one of the reindeers. So yeah, he takes the six reindeers out to save the day. Who directed it? Is this? You said it was. Is this Superman? Is this Richard Donner? No, no, no. This is uh. Jean A. Swatch, uh. who made Jaws two and Supergirl. <laughs> So, obviously, after Supergirl... They I can't do a pun about Richard Donner and Blitzen. No, you can't, I'm oh, well. afraid. So, Santa takes six reindeer to the Turiel and asks... And one of them's the fearful one. Yeah. It's like, uh, if I'm picking reindeer, if we're now not all going as a group, I'm going to leave you behind, because yes. you clearly can't do the manoeuvres. You're rubbish. Yeah. And he tells the, the, the reindeers to do it for little Joe. Everything... Joe is just... Obsessed. A, yeah. I'm grooming a child. Do it for <laughs> do it, me. Do it for little Joe. He does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> so... Ho, ho, ho. Patch then goes back to his hideout. I don't... Is. He seems to be manufacturing the candy canes on his own yeah. all through the night. And he hears Joe I crying. guess as an elf who's used to doing that all eternity, he doesn't have any other choice. He's no. just compelled to... All he knows what to do. It's quite a sad life. So he hears Joe struggling. Yes. And he saves him, and then Joe hits him. Yes, because says, Joe is the most ungrateful urchin ever. Absolutely. And um, he says that he's responsible for taking over Christmas. Because he invented candy cake. No, the lollipops. Lollipops. Has, Joe hasn't seen Santa Claus while he's sad, though. No. Oh, no, he did. When he landed, he said he got quite passive aggressive, didn't he? Santa oh, Claus he lands and goes, At least someone's pleased to see me. Yeah. But, I mean, Patch's thing was faster. It was better. He got everywhere first. Did. Patch is better at doing Christmas. Well, maybe, oh, as we'll talk about at the end, maybe things will change in the future. It's probably Patch making all the toys now. I imagine, at this day and age, you'd just want to have Patch. The others have been just outsourced. Yeah. The other elf jobs. Puffy's probably dead now, I'd imagine. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope so. So then Patch and Joe decide they've got to save the day. They've got to go straight to the North Pole. Yes. Now, how I must have missed this bit uh, through Brandy, but how do they discover that the candy canes are flammable and explosive? Because that wasn't said they in front of the boy. Oh, they don't. They're just they taking them. They're just throwing them in the sea. They throw them in the... They're in the back of the tits car. Yeah, they car, put them in the back of the tits car. And they fly the up tip-mobile. in the tits car. <laughs> and they fly up in that. Meanwhile, Santa... So they're just stealing them. They're stealing them. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Santa arrives to get Cornelia, and Patch and Joe have already left. Yes. I've put here, Joe may be homeless, but he's had two flying rides and two Christmases. Yeah, I'd love to be an orphan. So you want to be an orphan, don't you? Yeah, get orphaned, kids. It's the way forwards. Absolutely. So the police then arrive inexplicably to Yeah, no, that BZ. doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. He's just given away <clears throat> free flying lollipops. I mean, if anything, yeah. he deserves some sort of award. And also, Patch has flown off with all the evidence, so why are yes. they arresting him? And, but he does do a great jumping out the window scene. Oh my God. When the police arrive and knock at the door, which must have been such bad taste, given the fact that people, the stockbrokers, were actually jumping out of windows. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, he stuffs his mouth full of flying lollipop yeah. and hurls himself out of the window with a cackle. And then flies off really badly. Yeah. Whoa. And then that's it, he's gone. He he's not quite gone, we do see him again. Again, yeah. But we do I see him again. In terms of the Winston Churchill of the in space. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, it's not, it's not a great climax for the uh, antagonist here. So they've got the, uh, the never we, we in see... the field of toys <laughs> have so many nails been shoved into so many bandas. This is good. 
<laughs> he should have done it like that. That would have made... No, he shouldn't. He should have done it exactly the way he did it. John Lithgow got it completely right. He's the only thing that's completely right in this film. Yeah. Everything else is okay. Yeah. I can see why they made the choice, but they're not ever good ones. And it's not a warm fa- family classic, is it? No. It's one where you go, that was an hour of my life. An hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. So the only thing it's got for going for it, actually, is it's an hour and a half. It's fairly short. So Joe and Patch are in their titsmobile. Titsmobile. With the boot full of <laughs> Flying titsmobile. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, Santa has to do a super duper looper to save them. He does. Will they do it? Now, you see, I think, again, <coughs> you want to have set this up twice as having failed before you do the last one, so that the third one is there. Yay, they could do it! Yeah. But all that happened before was they tried and went, oh, no, I can't really mm. do it. They haven't really set up the Jeopardy in any way. It's just, he can't do it before, now he can. It's like they did this in Blue Thunder. In Blue mm. Thunder, the, the thing is that he's done it before and no one believes him. Yeah. In the end, he does it again just to prove them all wrong. It doesn't work done. when you just do it for the first time. No. Plus, he doesn't need to do it. No, he just you go, you go faster. Because the reason is to catch Patch yes. and Joe as they Because we've had a really quite long chase sequence between two flying objects with no obstacles, Yeah, where no, which could have been solved had Patch or Joe looked behind them at any point. Yeah. Essentially, Santa or Santa had a louder voice. Or had he used his power of being able to twinkly move, transport himself from place to place? Exactly. Uh, so in the end the titsmobile sadly titsmobile. blows up it does but they catch Joe and Patch falling out of the Joe sky they go back to the North Pole mm. and Joe says can I stay right Yeah. and Santa says just until next Christmas that's a whole fucking year <laughs> yeah, that's a long time yeah I mean what if after two weeks you find oh is it maybe Cornelia who says that well if they're both orphans then it's fine they can just speak the woman that. looking after her surely would be out of their mind with worry you'd imagine particularly but... if BZ has disappeared as well <laughs> like she's alone in that maybe she just developed a new persona and took over their house and life yeah. and called herself Cornelia and inherited and as we mentioned before John Lithgow reappears floating around floating in space. space Churchill in space it's <laughs> good, good idea for a TV series it's, we should do that he's kind of going in space I'm space I can't even remember what he says he says something like oh, I'll get you I'll get you when I return to orbit or something when I drop to my death yes Yeah. also I'm pretty sure in space no one can hear you overact or breathe or breathe. can't breathe I've, heard, I've been led to believe well he went out of shot his eyeballs pop from his head and ice crystals form all over them be better if that was the end <laughs> Be better if John Lithgow's floating frozen eyeballs drifted across screen and his mouth, and then we went back to see the corpse of Santa Claus being picked at but just various Christmas just animals. <laughs> animals. Yes, I hope a robin comes down and picks out his eyes, or a good twist would be some like sort of archaeologist digging and finding the corpse of Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus is dead. dead! That could be the sequel. That should be the sequel. Santa Claus could appear and say, yeah. I'm not dead. Much like Miracle on 34th Street, except not being dead rather than not being real. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd definitely watch I'd that. I'd watch that if Santa Claus's frozen hand emerged from an ice sheet and gripped an archaeologist's throat and <laughs> until he yanked himself out. And then we had zombie Father Christmas. Mummy Father Christmas. Until he yanked himself off. <laughs> <laughs> well, not until I yanked <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a film about Zombie Father Christmas every day of the every week. Day, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that was Santa Claus the movie. Yes, it was. And it was wasn't a movie. it just? Yeah, that's very brandy handwriting. That guy. is, isn't it? The the end just says it's frantic. What? Wait, what? That's not the end. Lithgow in space. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's all it says. Good. Oh, I've got the super duper looper under underlined twice. It does look like screaming writing. Yeah. Um, we've reached the end, but I need to ask you two important questions. Yes. Right, first, what does Christmas mean to you? Christmas means that you can be as foul as you want all of your life, as long as you buy everyone a goose at the end. Mm. That's the meaning of Christmas, as far as I can tell from all but Christmas movies. not goose movies. anybody at the end. No, not goose them at the end. No, no way. Yeah, OK, good. And, and, and what's your favourite Christmas film? Um, Gremlins. Mm. Gremlins. Not Gremlins 2. 
No, that's not set at Christmas. No, it's not set at Christmas. Gremlins is a great Christmas film. Isn't it set at Lincoln's birthday, I think? What, because Gremlins she starts Gremlins too, because she starts telling a story about why she hates Lincoln's birthday, oh, and then right. they just cut her off. Yeah, <laughs> they stop her right. talk. Phoebe Cates goes into it, and they just go, "No." That's disturbing. That bit in the first one. Yeah, yeah. that's a moment, isn't it? It does put the brakes on everything a bit. Oh, father's only found corpse because of the smell. Because of the smell. Yeah, that's not nice. No, well, but it like links in nicely to you know the corpse of Santa Claus, which we've so thoroughly discussed. We have thoroughly discussed. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank back. you for having me. And merry Christmas. Merry to Christmas you. to you and you, everybody, and you. Bye. Bye. Smash Pop Great Pig